Blog Talk Radio. Tonight, right here at Straight Beast Fight Talk Live, I'm your host, Jason Cuban. Tonight, we're going to be talking with David Garcia from Revolution Records out here in Harrisonburg. He's going to talk to us a little bit about the le- the record label. He's going to explain to us about how the label got started, some of the artists who have signed already, the future of the company, and how you can obtain a contract. So he's going to be taking your calls tonight at 516-387-1941. Again, let me give that to you, 516-387-1941. Later on in the show, we're going to have another installment of Today in History. And, of course, at the end of the show, we're going to be playing another episode of Could It Be Trivia Challenge, where Glenn Brophy from Let's Go With Glenn right here on Street Thieves Fight Talk Live Monday show is going to be going for his his fourth consecutive win. That is a new record if he does make this uh, next game, uh, excuse me, a success. Right now, he's running on the current record, which is three consecutive wins, and he has done this twice. He's had a total of six right now. He's going to be taking on David Garcia tonight, plus you have an opportunity to jump on board and play the game. We have two special gifts being given out tonight. Uh, Both of those are courtesy of Revolution Records. In fact, Cat Studios here in Harrisonburg, you have an opportunity to get your very own commercial created for free to be played right here on Straight Peace Fight Talk Live. So you're going to have that opportunity coming up twice tonight in the show. First time, uh, it's going to be our fifth caller of the evening. So the fifth person who calls automatically qualifies for that free commercial. And then anybody, anybody, who calls in to join on the Could It Be Trivia Challenge is going to have the opportunity to have their commercial created as well. Revolution Records will take care of creating that for you, as well as mastering it down, mixing it down, and, of course, we'll go ahead and take uh, take care of getting it out here on the airways. So tonight's your opportunity to shine. won't cost you anything but a telephone call. So make sure you give us a call at 516-387-1941. And we also wanted to let you know that when you do call in, we'd ask for three things. First of all, please make sure that you are somewhere where there is a good cell phone signal. That way we don't have a hard time hearing you. Along those same lines, you want to make sure there's no background noise, no screaming children, barking dogs, or angry wives. You want to make sure that we're able to hear you and only you. And last but not least, please make sure that if you're listening to the show in the background, turn the volume down, and that will keep us from having any uh, echo coming across the phone lines here. And, of course, that's going to make you sound a heck of a lot better. So if you can nail those three things down, it's going to make your time on the show a heck of a lot better. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break, pay some bills, throw down some music, and when we come back, hopefully we'll have David Garcia with Revolution Records here in the studio. So don't go anywhere. We have plenty of show for you lined up, and we look forward to having you. So without further ado, let's check out these uh, messages from our sponsors. The professor is in, and classes started at the University of Higher Learning with Keith Law. Join us Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on www.streetbeefights.com. Free 
Introducing LookingVibrant.com. Fuel your body and mind for success. We've started this company after being customers of other brands for many years, frustrated with supplements that are full of synthetic ingredients, chemicals, and cheap Chinese ingredients. Thus, as concerned citizens, we've used our frustration as fuel to start this company after several years learning about nutrition, FDA regulation, and connecting with nutritional gurus like Dr. Tracy Gibbs and many others until we launched in 2016. We've just completed the development of four liposomes products with a PhD specializing in phospholipids that delivers more than 90% of the nutrients directly to the bloodstream, according to Dr. Alec Bannum at the Babram Institute in Cambridge, UK. We use no pressure, no toxic solvents, and no heat in our manufacturing process. No MSG. EDTA-free. Unlike LiveOn.com that add alcohol, EDTA, and use phospholipid from soy, all our liposomal products are derived from non-GMO certified sunflower oil from Europe. And all our flavors are 100% natural plant extracts only from the USA. All Looking Vibrant products are undenatured, BPA-free packaging, gluten-free, soy-free, alcohol-free, EDTA-free, made in the US with GMP, FDA-approved facilities only, never with artificial sweeteners, flavors, or colors added, never irradiated or fumigated with ethylene gas. We're rated number one by supplementchart.com. Dr. Joel Wallach said, when we sweat, we sweat over 65 water-soluble nutrients. Dr. Oz said, taking high-quality supplements is like buying a cheap life insurance. Replenish, refuel, and energize with lookingvibrant.com. Free shipping for orders over $50. This product has not been evaluated by the FDA. Please consult your physician before using any supplements. Read full disclaimer. You've worked hard, created a masterpiece, built up your fan base, and rocked the house. Now, it's time to lay it down. But who has that open door for your band or group to record your music? Revolution Records in Harrisonburg is the only choice for serious artists. Give them a call at 540-801-0681 or stop by 720 East Market Street in Harrisonburg. Revolution Records, capturing art one song at a time. This is Scarface, and you're listening to Street Beast Fight Talk Live with Jason Kubin. Welcome back to the show. If you're just joining us tonight's episode, Revolution Records with David Garcia. The founder, David Garcia, joins us tonight to talk about his record label. Now, he's going to explain to us how the label got started, some of the artists to his side, the future of the company, and how you can obtain a contract. He's going to be taking your calls tonight. The number to dial in, 516-387-1941. One more time, 516-387-1941. This is your opportunity to call in and ask questions, so make sure you take advantage of that. Tonight, Revolution Records is giving away a free commercial creation for ad placement. That means uh, they will record your commercial with you or for you, and then uh, at no charge, we're going to get that right here on the air and play back on each one of our shows here for you. So this is your opportunity. Be the fifth caller to call in tonight and talk to David. And also, that offer extends to those who call in tonight to play the Could It Be Trivia Challenge. Tonight, it's going to be David Garcia taking on our current resident champion, Glenn Brophy, from the What's Good with Glenn, Buck Up or Shut Up Monday shows right here on Blog Talk Radio. You can catch this show at 8 p.m., 
Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central. That runs till 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. So get on the horn, give us a call, get yourself a free commercial. That could be for a company, it could be for a group, it could even be a shout-out to one of your loved ones. This is your chance to check out Revolution Records firsthand. I'm going to go ahead and go over now to David Garcia, who is with us, and we're going to be talking about Revolution Records. First of all, David, how are you doing tonight? Doing well, Jason. Thank you for having me. I'm glad that you were able to come on here. Last week we had two of your artists on the show, and they had nothing but good things to say about Revolution Records. So it's only fitting that we had the man himself, the founder of Revolution Records, with us. Well, let me start off real quick by, by asking you, what got you into this industry? What made you want to develop Revolution Records? Well, Jason, it all originated with uh, within the family. See, we were originally artists, um, and in doing so, and exploring the venues of and the, the streams of, of what is music distribution, we discovered that the atmosphere, the environment, wasn't really tailored for the artist. It was more tailored for the bigger companies or the distribution labels getting their cuts first. So um, we decided to fund something that, was more like a safe haven for for the artist to be able to explore a career in music without having to risk more than than they have to to see if it's a if it's a viable source of income. Okay, so when exactly did you start Revolution Records? How old is the company? Um, see, Revolution, the idea um, goes back to probably 2007, um, but the company didn't get founded. Uh, until what what was that 2012 all right so you guys have been around for quite some time and obviously you're making headway i understand that there are several artists uh right now signed with the label and you're taking on new acts as they come available uh, let's talk about some of those artists uh do you mind dropping some names oh no we're very excited to to let you know that we have a lot of new music coming in from all over the area um, our new affiliation with the Carolina Music Group has opened a whole new territory. Um, but here locally um, in Harrisonburg, we have the privilege to work with uh, Bobby Butcher, who has made himself a, a well-known artist in Augusta County, Stanton, Waynesboro. Um, he, he's doing big things, and we're happy to have him on the label. Um, a whole new style of, of music, something that, that, that's fresh, that's new. Um, that has his his signature all over it. I don't know if uh, how many of you guys are actually listening that heard it last week, but if you've heard it, it's it's something strong. It's something um, that that will have uh, the speakers bumping for sure. And then we are also happy to work with Kid Rich. Um, he is um, one of our our new artists as well here in the in the area who has um, that that new vivacious um, attitude and energy about him that that uh, we're hoping that we can spread a little bit around here in the Valley. So Revolution Records, uh, it's a full-service studio, so that means that you guys not only record, but you help get the artist out there. Let's talk a little about what Revolution can do for the artist. Absolutely. Um, We're a one-stop shop. We want to make sure that we take care of the artist from everything from copywriting their work to making sure that before they release it or ever goes public, their work is protected. Um, we also have various channels of distribution that allow the artists to explore everything from 
hard copy distribution, digital, over the air. Our stores are included in over 131 countries that include um, the big ones, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, um, the, the Deezer over in Europe. Um, there, there's, a, there's a lot of possibilities for the artists to gain new followers, explore new options as far as uh, growing their audience and, and, and strengthening their following. Well, David, let me ask you, when you're involved in the music industry, obviously there's a lot of obstacles. What do you think the biggest obstacle artists are facing today trying to get a break and trying to get their music out there? Um, that's a very good question, Jason. Um, there, that, that could probably be more complex than we have the time to go into, but I would think that um, based on what we see and the volume of music and artists that we come across is um, – Sometimes, as hard as it is to believe, sometimes the artists themselves can be uh, their worst enemy, and that's something that we want to um, not necessarily get caught up in, but we do see it in, enough to, to make it an issue. Um, just remember that the industry is, is, a, is a beast in itself. You know, it, it, it'll swallow you up alive, even if you're the greatest, but if you're getting in your own way with your ego or getting in your own way with um, not wanting to collaborate with other people because you know you're you're on a different level that that's not what what the music is about it's music is is meant to to bring people together and if you embrace that then um it always lets the best version of you shine so if 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 that comes naturally i feel like anybody with with any stronger motivation than the average man can can make a running in this it's just, it takes a little dedication it seems to me that when we talk about record producers and recording studios, uh, often it's the nature of the beast to where the the artist has to really watch their back. I know Pink Floyd did a whole song on that called Have a Cigar, where they talk about uh, the record label uh, trying to appease them, trying to lure them and manipulate them so that they give up certain creative aspects of their art. A revolution does not do that, from what I understand. You guys more cater to the artist. Walk me through a typical experience that one would have if they're just coming in and they're not sure where they're going or how this works. How can revolution records kind of help mold them and steer them in the right direction? That's a good question as well. Well, the the groundwork that we like to, to start at is the basic breakdown of the artist. We want to understand not only where the artist wants their sound to be, but where their artist sound is now. So it's important to establish a clear pathway of the development process for that artist, which our experts are, are trained to do. Our music experts um, will ensure that the music that is going out is of high quality, not only in, in industry standards, but as, as well as... Um, I guess the the energy that that goes into it. Make sure that the music matches the lyrics. Make sure that it's a, a product of high quality that people will want to listen, that people will want to share, um, and and that's that's important to us too. I know that I sat through a couple of the recording sessions there, and one thing I can say that I noticed is that it's low stress. It seems to me like it's more of something that's enjoyable versus work. How does that resonate with you? Do you do you take uh, enjoyment out of this, or is this something that you look at as a line of work? Oh, uh, no, no. This this actually didn't start 
as as a business. Um, it developed naturally into a business, and, and we're very blessed to have done so. But um, we're happy and blessed, and, and we're very gracious and grateful that we have the ability to do something that we love so much um, as as a as a profession. It's it's um, it naturally is stress free because in that environment in that atmosphere it's always um, very productive to to be open and we enjoy that to the fullest. We enjoy feeling new talent. We enjoy finding new talent. Um, we enjoy everybody sharing their view because you know as as dense as the competition may be everybody has their own voice and and it would be a shame to not let that voice shine having uh the tools and the ability and the know-how to do so so we we just want to do our part see i think that's pretty awesome you know here's another question that's been on my mind too that i think a lot of people probably wonder about um it's a common understanding that in order to get a record contract you have to be established and you have to be a blockbuster type of act. Uh, but Revolution Records, you guys aren't following that same cookie-cutter pattern that we see with other labels. You guys take on uh, people in the beginning stages, you know, essentially, as they say, on the ground floor. Uh, how do you think that uh, sets you above the rest of them? Obviously, there's the, the issue with, you know, these bigger labels you know, only catering to big acts. You guys, obviously, you, you, you'll cater to anybody who has the heart into it. Do you think that that puts you in a different realm or a different uh, area of expertise when it comes to these new guys? Um, maybe not at a better or a higher, but I definitely think we're in a league of our own with the the people that we keep on our team and the, the staff and the, the teams that we work with. Um, having that same mentality, um, you're absolutely right. We we like to cater to everybody who who thinks they can do it because I mean, who's to say they can't, right? And um, the beauty of this is that um, we have worked. We have the privilege to have worked with bigger names. Um, we recently, uh, one of our bigger artists, you may have heard of him, Dre Bless the God from the Problem Boys. He's over doing big things over in Luray. He actually just competed. Um, in Richmond for a top slot with Ines from Bad Boy Entertainment. And that, that, that makes us feel good to the sense because, you know, we know Dre from, from back in the day, and to see him have developed his ability and have us grant, you know, the opportunity to share that success with him, um, it makes us feel very special and very privileged. Um, but we, we definitely have uh, the tools and the desire to work with everybody of all skill set from the ground and and that's a big um i guess benefit and uh a prize for us because what we enjoy out of that is is seeing and being part of the entire development and who knows you know when 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 they get to bigger and better levels i hope they just don't forget us that's all I know. I'm going to change it up a little bit here because, you know, it seems to me like we've been talking a lot about R&B and hip-hop artists. Does Revolution Records, uh, are, are you willing to work with, like, rock bands and country bands and things like that that aren't in the hip-hop genre? Yes, absolutely. Uh, although we've shared tremendous success in hip-hop and R&B uh, with Hoodie Sway Q and Ghost Gang out in uh, in the county out in Waynesboro, we, we we actually just made contact with a local organization by the name of Hellcat Maggie, 
that we're very excited to possibly uh, explore a whole new genre. I believe they were swamp metal. And if you've heard it, um, I don't know if you've heard it, but it, uh, Keith out there is doing good things on the guitar, and I'm very excited to hear uh, the rest of the band come together. But we, we definitely already have some of those different genres tapped into on a global market. Um, if you check up on our Spotify channel or any global channels, you'll see that we've tapped into rock, metal, um, a little bit of pop. So, so we definitely want to extend as far as we can um, without, without sacrificing the quality. What about people who aren't in music at all? Let's say somebody wants to record like an e-book or what have to lay down some kind of dialogue to put with a documentary or something like that. Is that something that you can handle? Oh, absolutely. Our recording studio over at 726 East Market Street in Harrisonburg, Virginia, um, can handle that all day. In fact, we already work with some of the churches um, here in, in the city. Um, that that do different projects on all vocal. So whether you're doing an audiobook or doing a rehearsed speech, anything that you need recorded in any format, whether you need um, and that that that's not just in the audio. If you are somebody who is in the industry and have something already recorded, you can bring that in, have that published, have that copyrighted, have that distributed, have that merchandised. Um, we also handle um, everything from the hard merchandise at that same location, but if you were somebody who needs something on a more elementary level, remember, we're a one-stop shop, so everything that's to do with music, music videos, photo shoots, uh, everything of that nature, publishing and marketing, we can handle it. My next question here uh, is, in this area, we seem to have a lot of political uh People like from anything from city council clean down to uh, people running for uh, for our local mayor, for example, or governorship, even down to the general assembly. We seem to have a lot of those people trying to have their their campaign stuff filmed and recorded here in Harrisonburg. Is Revolution Records open to helping out people? who are in the political arena produce their campaign material? That is an excellent question. We definitely have the ability, and we would love the the privilege to stay neutral in everything that is produced as far as the message and the content, but we're an equal opportunity oh, uh, service, so we don't, we don't discriminate in any way, shape, or form, whether it's a political affiliate or or not. We we want to work with everybody peacefully and, and successfully. Let's let's step back for a second. You hit on merchandising and that's something that people don't typically think about when they think in terms of a record label. Uh what exactly can Revolution Records do in the form of merchandising? Do you guys like make make like novelty items, T shirts, whatever? Um I know you talked a little bit to me off the air about uh publishing their music, what kind of things can Revolution Records do for the common uh, for, for the common Joe? Well, we have the privilege of working with a local giant in the uh, fashion industry, which is the Infinite Company, uh, the Infinite Clothing Company. Um, they're they're a group out of Harrisonburg, Virginia, that has 
everything from hats, t-shirts, sweatpants, sneakers, I mean, you name it. If you can get your name on something, they can do it. Um, a cup, a keychain, it, it doesn't matter. These guys are great. They, they uh, handle all our merchandise. And the beauty of it is that everything's custom made. Um, nothing of theirs is cookie cutter. You won't find any of their designs anywhere else. Um, so it really does give you a, uh, a your your own unique look and uh, market, really, so that you're not just um, clicking away or buying something that somebody else just changed the font or the name. You know, these guys really go into depth in knowing the artist and lining up the the appropriate merchandise for them. Um, everything you can you name it, they have it. Bandanas, lighters. Um, and they, they really do a great job of taking care of us. I know I've had the privilege of having uh, some work shirts that they have created. And, I mean, they embroidered the company name on there, and it is so sharp. And the material, we're not talking about uh, those typical T-shirts that you get. Uh, these were really nice polos. I mean, a very nice material. It was thick. It's soft. It's totally wearable and breathable, and and the price was unbeatable. So uh, definitely a big shout-out to Infinite for that in itself. So Infinite works in tandem with Revolution Records to get your act's name out there on merchandise. That is pretty awesome. You also mentioned doing uh, publishing physical copies of their music. How does that work? Well, whether you want to do a traditional CD, which is very popular and a, a great way to distribute your music effectively at live shows, open mics, concerts, uh, venues, everything from uh, well, into festivals, that, that's the traditional. But we also have very exciting new ways um, of distributing hard copies, getting hard copy material that contains your music, your music videos, uh, everything from your photos, your social media, everything in one compact, sexy, sleek package into the, the, the hands of the fans that they can use and share. Um, the, the, the idea here is to, to spread the name of the artist, and we have great tools to do that, um, both hard copy, like you had mentioned, um, that we have distribution through now Fat Cat Entertainment right here in Harrisonburg, Virginia. So that's our, our first stop. Also online, Amazon. Uh, distribution channels through there that give the artist an extra revenue stream and also allow us to get their name out there for bigger and better stuff. Well, I'm going to take a quick break here, but I wanted to play an unreleased track from Revolution Records. You had mentioned Bobby Butcher here. Uh, do you want to take a moment to set this up? This is his uh, track he calls... Uh, B-Y-A, and he always calls it B-Y-A because the hook in it tells you what B-Y-A stands for. But do you want to set this track up for us? Excellent. Thank you. Yes, this is the newest unreleased um, sneak peek version of our boy Bobby Butcher. Thank you very much for letting us use this uh, beforehand. I know that it's a, it's, a, it's a big thing to do that, but I appreciate you doing that. Coming out in 2018, Bobby Butcher. Go ahead, let them know. BYA, Revolution Records. All right, we're going to go ahead and spin that up. When we come back, we've got plenty more to talk about with David Garcia out of Revolution Records. If you want to give him a call or give them a call for that matter, the number to dial is 540 801 
1-800-227-0681. And again, they are located at 726 East Market Street, home of Fat Cat Technology Studios and Fat Cat Entertainment. Make sure you give him a holler if you are a serious artist and you want to get your music out there. These are the guys to go see. And Bobby Butcher is just one of those examples. Here's Bobby Butcher's unreleased track, BYA.
You've worked hard, created a masterpiece, built up your fan base, and rocked the house. Now, it's time to lay it down. But who has that open door for your band or group to record your music? Revolution Records in Harrisonburg is the only choice for serious artists. Give them a call at 540-801-0681 or... Stop by 725 East Market Street in Harrisonburg. Revolution Records, capturing art one song at a time. This is Mighty Mouse. You're listening to Jason Cuban on Fight Talk Live. It is time for another installment of On This Day in History, where we take just about three minutes here just to run down some specific dates in history. Always do this every show. Don't go anywhere because we are still with David Garcia with Revolution Records. And on deck, Glenn Brophy is going to be joining in the conversation. It is your opportunity right now to call in and win a free commercial recording for ad placement courtesy of Revolution Records. The number to dial is 516-387-1941. Again, 516-387-1941. So what happened today in history on September 16th? Let's read you off a couple of these real quick. In 1620, perhaps one of the biggest things that ever happened to this country, the Pilgrim sailed from England on the Mayflower. 1668, looks like King John, I think you pronounce it, Casimir V of Poland, abdicates the throne. Let's go ahead and move it on up a couple of years here. Uh, in 1893, some 50,000 Sooners claimed land in the Cherokee Strip during the first day of the Oklahoma land rush. 1908, General Motors files papers of incorporation. Let's go on down the line here a little bit more. Let's get to 1950. The U.S. 8th Army breaks out of the Persian, excuse me, the uh, Pusan, I think that's how you pronounce it, P-U-S-A-N, Pusan Perimeter in South Korea and begins heading north to meet MacArthur's troops heading south from Incheon. Let's go ahead and bring it on up here more recent. 1991, the trial of Manuel Noriega, disposed dictator of Panama, begins in the United States. 2007, military contractors in the employ of Blackwater Worldwide allegedly kill 17 Iraqis in Baghdad and further straining relations between the U.S. and the people of Iraq. Who was born today in history? 1838, James Hill, railroad builder, was born. In 1925, Charlie Bird, a jazz guitarist, was born. How about this uh, blues king? B.B. King, 1925. Let's give you one more for the road. David Copperfield, the one of the most memorable and noted magicians in recent history, 1956. That was what happened today in history. Going back over to the studios with David Garcia from Revolution Records. I have a couple questions for him still on deck here. Glenn Brophy is on hold and is going to be here with us joining in the conversation. Talking to David here before the break a little bit about the record label and how it got started and some of the things that he can do for the artist. And what we're going to be talking about now is how can you, the artist, obtain a contract to Revolution Records. David, a new guy's walking in the door and he wants to become the next Eminem. How can he obtain a contract with Revolution Records? Um, Well, that's actually not as hard as it sounds. We want to go ahead and and give everybody a fair shot, but you have to understand we also have to weed out the the everydays, want to not follow through next week kind of people. But we give everybody the same opportunity. If they walk in the door, we ask that they bring a sample of their music. We always want to 
understand what we're listening to or what genre we're going to be working with. Um, maybe a few songs on a USB drive or something like that. We can always hook that up in the studio. Um, if the artist has already had some recordings, that's great. If they haven't, um, we ask that they bring an idea of what they want their music to sound like if they already have the music produced. If they don't, we can also take care of that. Um, but it, wherever the artist is, we're ready to work. Um, it, it's it's not a it's not a, a huge obstacle to get any artist going, and we have the tools to do it and the know-how, and we're excited to get it going. So they come in the door. Should they be bringing a press kit? For those who don't know what a press kit is, it's got, uh, you know, like some cover photos of you, website information, background about the, the group. Should a, a prospective band or group bring you a press kit, or is music enough? You know what? It's it's always recommendable. That always speaks to the level of professionalism that we're dealing with, and we're not surprised to see it. So nowadays it's in the form of an EPK, so if you have those ready, bring those by, and that, that always makes life easier for everybody. However, if it's not done or if it's not something that you've invested in yet, don't let that hold you back. There's there's plenty of talent out there that, that we're excited to work with and, and that we work with now that didn't necessarily have a press kit put together, but we're very happy that they came forth. So a person doesn't necessarily have to be fully established to to have Revolution Records give them a shot. I think that's pretty impressive, and I think that speaks volumes for what Revolution does versus other uh, recording labels here in the Valley. So that's that's something I I do want to uh, give proper respect for. Let me ask you another question here that kind of popped into my mind here. Um, We had talked a little bit about before the break um, one of the things that you thought might be the biggest obstacle for uh, for artists. Along those same lines, let me ask you this. From an artist's point of view, what do you think the biggest problem they would have getting their foot in the door? Obviously, Revolution Records makes this easy, but if they were just going out to any random record label, what do you think some of the things that they would run into that would cause them to to have more of a hardship getting into the industry? Oh, that's a that's a long list uh, there, Jason. Because if you work with a conventional label, they traditionally, not to speak for anybody in generality, but most record labels are going to want to see a following of some sort um, that's been established. So whether it's through social media or otherwise, we most record labels are going to want to know that you've been putting in the work behind the work uh, to make sure that you're going to be a success because if the artist is not willing to bet on themselves, it's hard to get somebody else to bet on them. But besides having the the, the media following, they're going to want to see sales, which is most important. At the end of the day, um, behind the music, behind the art, behind the passion, in order for this to be a, a viable business model, it has to have the components to do so. And, and one of those things is revenue. And, and with the the correct people on your team, you can make that happen. See, that that's that's one of the things that we like to take pride in is that the the business side can be handled. All of that can be the marketing, the the, the strategizing, the advertising, all of that is components that we like to, to add in. But it, it's important that, that we understand where they are in order to know where we're going. So what I'm hearing, what I'm taking away from this is, a person that walks into any random record producer, they're going to walk into not knowing how the business works and leaving themselves exposed, whereas Revolution Records, uh, rather than preying on those vulnerabilities, 
you guys tend to uh, nurture and, and direct the, the, the act. Is that right? That's correct. And if you, without going into too much detail to confuse anybody, we actually are a conglomerate. So Revolution Records handles everything from the recording to the production, but the artist representation, that's handled through a third party so that everything is fair. Um, we set forth the agreement, and the third party represents the artist to make sure that they are also taken care of um, across the board, from everything from splitting revenue to royalties uh, to making sure that their work is properly licensed and, and registered for that artist to not only continue seeing a fruitful relationship with Revolution today, but in the future, when we expect them to blossom into something bigger and greater, um, they can continue to collect their their royalties on all their work because remember we we don't want we don't we don't want their work um we're here to help artists become something so that um in the future when they are something we can all network and, and continue to do so so don't they can continue collecting on their royalties collecting on their on their shares on their licensing um no matter where their career takes them we here at street Peace internet radio broadcasting network love to play music that has been created through Revolution Records. But that's just one avenue, and you touched base on some other ones. Uh, the question now is, will Revolution Records be starting an Internet radio station as well to help promote that music? That's a, a little bit... The cat's out of the bag now, right, Jason? Um, the <laughs> the, the, the uh, that was a little bit of the the upcoming episode that we were going to come on when we had Dre blessed, but yeah, we're we're very blessed to understand that that's in the works. Um, of course, there's a process to everything, and and all we can do is cross our fingers and make sure that our team is is in the right track to to make things happen in that direction. But I, I think that that could be in our future, Jason. So you obviously have a lot of avenues here that really can help promote these guys, and, and that's something that's important for these. New new guys off the street that are getting into this industry to know that there is a place you can go that has fingers in every kind of pie that that has to do with the industry. So that's pretty awesome. I'd like to bring on Glenn Brophy. Glenn is one of our hosts here at uh, Street Beef's Fight Talk Live. Here he does the Monday show. Glenn, how you doing out there in Chicago? Uh, well, uh, much better than it was after we got off the air last week. What happened in the fourth quarter, I have no clue. But I guess it happens from time to time. And you probably know what I'm referring to. I don't think I do. Remember last Sunday, I was very, very happy. At least the first three quarters. It was it was a, a certain Sunday night game was on. That had to be the Packers game, right? Yep. And then the fourth quarter happened, and... I have no. I mean, I I was at work, so when I saw the highlight, I mean, or low light in this case, I, I can't <laughs> remember who was Kyle Fuller or what happened with what handle. I mean, it's not good when you drop some deep in coverage, and instead of um, you have strength in numbers, and so they dropped some deep in coverage. And I'm not sure what coverage that was. I don't know if the person was going for the pick, or a tackle, or a, a pick and a, and a tackle. You can do either do one or the other, and then. Uh, Randall Cobb caught it, and then, well, um, you know, and, and they still had a chance, but you cannot, when you have high snaps, um, no excuse for Trubisky. I'm not making any excuses, but if you get a high snap, it takes your eyes off from the receivers down the field. 
but I am doing better. And that kid in that um, TJ Demographics commercial has oh, yeah. shocked her mom so much. I'm surprised that her mom hasn't died of a heart attack yet. But, uh, <laughs> you, you know, you got to be careful shocking your mom, kid. But um, it, it's like there's a buttock um, meets commercial. Um, they play, you know, when, when Blackhawks games are on Channel 9, you know, to the tune, here come the Hawks. That's my, uh, my ringtone on my phone. And that kid always falls. I mean, I swear that kid's going to get hemorrhoids before uh, he hits the age of 11. <laughs> he falls every time. But uh, um, but on, on the next, what could, um, you know, this day in history, and, I, and I'll probably refer to it on Monday, so I'll be needing another film clip or two, I mean an audio clip to be played, Jason. But uh, on oh, September 22nd, a certain event uh, happened 59 years ago, and... Um, it was a, a, to be a celebratory thing. There's a certain thing that's for emergency purposes. People would, would sound it, but it was done to celebrate a certain event that happened um, 59 years ago to celebrate something that had not happened in 40 years. But um, obviously certain people, if even if you were watching the game, you have to remember this is 1959 and, of course, in the middle of the Cold War. So when, when it happened... A lot of um, when when these were sounded, there was a lot of panic by many Chicagos, including someone who was very near and dear to me. But um, so if I'm a little goofy, that explains it. So when she panicked, something had happened. But five weeks later, I was born okay, you know. And in October 27, um, 1959, at 8:36 a.m., uh, despite so despite what had happened, you know, she fell. And, um, you know, of course, you, you should, um, even though it, it, it happened the day before on September 22nd, it'll be September 23rd next Sunday, you can refer to it, uh, this event happening, a very memorable day for um, some Chicagoans. Not, not all Chicagoans knew about this. You know, they thought it was the Russians attacking us when the air raid sirens were sounded. But um, Robert Quinn, who was the fire commissioner of the city of Chicago, uh, with the blessing of the mayor, Richard J. Daly, uh, sounded the air raid sirens when the White Sox won the pennant for the first time in 40 years. And the game was on WGN, but uh, my mom fell, and, you know, thinking that the Russians were coming. So if you were oh, no. either a non-baseball fan or a Cubs fan, and to me there's no difference between Chicago Cubs fans and non-baseball fans, because they're both about the same knowledge, uh, since so many of them are bandwagoners, but... Uh, you know, again, um, no offense to my mom, but she fell, and um, five weeks later, I was born. Okay. So I it was think. Glenn Day. Glenn, we're in the studio here with David Garcia uh, with Revolution Hello, Records here. And hey, Glenn's been talking to us about the label and about how they are helping new artists get their music out there. Tonight, that is awesome. Yeah. Uh, tonight, he's going to be taking you on with the trivia challenge, but before we go to that segment, I wanted to give you an uh, opportunity. Have you, have you been forewarned about three in a row? Uh, he, um. he has. He has. I wanted to give you an opportunity to ask any questions of David uh, about the record label or the industry. So, so, so pretty much. So, and that reminds me, there was. Uh, have you heard of uh, an artist here in the Chicago area who, to me, had. Um, I, I guess. Well, what should be an anthem for the anti-gun movement for, you know, called Please, P-L-E, 
ASC. Um, I, I guess peace, love, uh, I forget what the E stands for, assist and support everyone. Um, you know, I guess um, this is the artist formerly known as Slick, Jay Adams. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he did a record, and it was on the Big Hurt label, Frank Thomas, who played for the Chicago White Sox, uh, in addition to other ventures, um, and he doesn't, um, it doesn't exist anymore. It started a record company in which the person, uh, artist formerly known as Slick, Jay Adams, was a 16-year-old in high school when he, um, you know, started with Big Hurt um, label, and, of course, he did the song, which... Um, you know, look it up. It's it's, uh, it's a, a gun about. It's a song about pretty much what's happening in the Chicago community. You know, on the South Side. You know, with the with the guns and just with the way it happens. So, what like Big Hurt, like Frank Thomas. I mean, you you know, pretty much if anybody um, needs to start. I, I mean, it's kind of new. You you would get them started, right? Right, right, right. And that's out of Chicago. You said right. Yeah, he doesn't have it anymore. It doesn't exist. But Frank uh, Thomas he, played for the Chicago White Sox. He got his 500th home run, but not in the White Sox uniform. But he hit um, more home runs than anybody else as a member of the White Sox. You've heard of him. He does work for Fox, um, for Fox Sports. And, um, um, you know, definitely uh, ha- has his number retired with the White Sox. But he started a record label. And one of those that came from it was um, an artist known as uh formerly known as slick jay adams that's a very interesting point I, it's always um a treat to get to find new music especially when it has such a strong message um like the gun control topic nowadays yep and, and so like jay adams you know uh what, what artists have you have you discovered i mean who we might be hearing perhaps maybe some uh a song as powerful, you know, an anthem like like the artist formerly known as Slick, Jay Adams. So what artists have you found that we could be expecting to hear from, perhaps even nationally? Um, well, we're excited to work with a artist who is not afraid to touch on the topics that um, most people would shy uh, away from. One of the, the big movements that he started is awareness to suicide and awareness to depression, oh, good, good. Um, and, and that, that comes from everything that stems from uh, abuse and opioids here in our area. There's a, there's a massive wave. And that's a big problem, opioids. Of, yes, yes, a huge problem. Especially, um, I think, in, in West Virginia, it's very big, right? Well, see, yeah, and we're, we're right next to that. I know, I, I know that we're in Virginia, but West Virginia is only about, what, a 20, 25-minute drive from here, so it it it, it okay. definitely spills over, and meth, meth, opioids, all that all that bad stuff um, leads to a lot of other problems, not only for the user but for the family, and, and that's that's Dre Bless the God. Um, you can find them worldwide, 131 countries across the world, um, bringing light to the to the subjects that most people don't want to talk about. Good, because I, I saw something like that. I didn't realize it was that big of a problem. And I guess in Naperville, Illinois, not too far. It's kind of like South. Uh, south of where I live in Streamwood, Illinois, which is 32 miles northwest Chicago. But uh, I don't know if you ever seen Vice, uh, which is yeah. on HBO. But the, mm-hmm. you have, so you probably saw what I was. Um, it was. It's on usually after a real time with Bill Maher. Uh, but um, I'm sure you saw the same episode. Oh, they 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 actually. Which one are you referring to? There was one. It was talking about. There was like. Um, 
they, they were interviewing the children too, and some of the mothers and who had um, obviously opioid, I mean issues with drugs and stuff like that. And yeah, just, and uh, you know what? Yeah, they did. A I guess great it was job the, the mayor's son or whatever it was so in a particular mm-hmm. town, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, in depth. Yes. Are you guys still with us? David, can you hear me? Yeah, uh, you're you're in and out, but I can hear you, man. Okay, I'm sorry. I've got a bad connection over here where I'm at. Um, David, I want to give you an opportunity to uh, put some last-minute words in here before we go to break and then come back for the trivia challenge. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you want to hit on? Uh, well, I want to thank Street Beats for giving us the opportunity to come on here and share a little bit about what we do um, over in, in uh, the Fat Cat Technology Studios. And, and big shout-out to, to, to you, Jason. Thank you very much for giving us this opportunity. But um, in general, we just want to make sure that uh, both in the revolution and in everything we do, thank you very much, Glenn, for also contributing. Um, everything that we do, we want to make sure that we do it together, Glad that to. we do it with a purpose. Um, so if there's Definitely. anything that either myself uh, professionally or personally can ever do for anybody, we're over at 726 East Market. And, and you know, Jason, everything and anything that we can do as far as helping an artist establish themselves or develop what they've already started um, to make sure that they, they can continue doing what they do, both uh, financially viably and through a passion um, being, being possible, we can do it and we'll try to do our best. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break. Please don't go anywhere. We have more with David Garcia, Revolution Records, coming up after this. Uh, When we come back, we are also going to be playing the next installment of the Could It Be Trivia Challenge and uh, see how David does with Glenn. Glenn's going for his record number four consecutive win here in the game. And uh, we'll see if David can upset him. You still have an opportunity to call in and play that game, too. The number to dial in is 516 Three eight seven one nine four one, and uh, when you call in, you'll automatically be entered in to win the free commercial ad placement creations through Revolution Records, where they will record your ad and get it on the air, especially here with our shows on Street Beast Fight Talk Live. So again, the number to dial in is five one six three eight seven one nine four one. Again, five one six three eight seven one nine four one. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors.
Treefeast Internet Radio brings you the latest in training and nutrition tips from Glenn Brophy. Check out What's Good with Glenn on Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, right here on StreetBeatFights.com. Fuck up or shut up. Fat Cat Computers of Harrisonburg is celebrating our 20th year in business now under new management. We offer repairs, sales, vape mods, electronic toys, and more. Fat Cat Computers, 726 East Market Street, 540-801-0681, or on the web at fatcatpcs.com. At Fat Cat Computers, we're not number one, you are. Is your computer running slow, freezing up, or full of viruses? In other words, do you no longer have enough room to get it up to 88 miles per hour? You better bring it into the dock. Comstar Computers in Harrisonburg will have your flux capacitor back up and fluxing in no time. They have the cheapest rates guaranteed, and they honor any competitor's coupons. And best of all, they offer free PC tune-ups. Come by or give them a call. And stop trying to generate the 1.21 gigawatts needed to check your email. Comstar Computers at 91 North Main Street in Harrisonburg. 540-564-1671. At Comstar, they're not number one. You are. It's time once again for the Could It Be Trivia Challenge right here on Streetie's Like Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. It is time for the Could It Be Trivia Challenge. Tonight's contestants. The reigning champion going for his fourth consecutive win, seven wins overall, our resident champion, Glenn Brophy, from the What's Good with Glenn Buck Up or Shut Up show right here on Street Beast Fight Talk Live Monday shows starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, running two hours. He is going to be challenged tonight by Revolution Records founder David Garcia, who has been our guest of honor this evening. And if you want to check out more about Revolution Records, you can give them a call at 540-801-0681 or head on over to 726 East Market Street in Harrisonburg. Now, the way this game works tonight is we are going to ask multiple-choice questions between both teams, and then at the end of the game, we will see who wins. If we end up with a tie, we will go into sudden death. Sudden death is very simple. We each ask each team a question, and they both get to answer. The first one to get an answer wrong loses the game, and our victor is crowned. Now, since David is the newcomer and Glenn is the resident champion, David gets to choose whether he wants to pick who goes first or he chooses the number for the random topic. David, what would you like to choose, the topic or who goes first? Uh, The topic. Okay, the topic. So then what I'd like for you to do is I have a piece of paper here, and there are six items on the paper. They are all labeled by number. Please choose a number, one through six. Three. Okay. Carol Bain's number. <laughs> you always know something about somebody's number, man, Glenn. This is why I know one wants to play with you. He's you my know man. Everything. You know when I go to the gas station at the, I, I guess up at the BP, you know, uh-huh. which used to be standard, used to be Amico, I guess up always at number three in the hopes that Carol Bain's one of my favorite White Sox players of all time. He is the... The game, I mean, pretty much the division clinch in RBI, driving home, driving home Julio Juice Cruz with the game-winning, the division clinch and run. First time the White Sox made it to the playoffs in 83, uh, beating the Seattle Mariners 3-2 since the 1959 uh, White Sox made it to the World Series. You know, there was no divisional 
they uh, they won the American League kind of, but in 83 they won the division title only to lose three games to one to the Baltimore Orioles. And nice. I was at game four when Britt Burns pitched his butt off, but Tito frickin' Landron hit a home run to um, definitely um, pretty much as the Orioles won 3 nothing. It was a solo shot. And um, you can hear a, a, you can hear a pin drop uh, as the air was sucked out of Old, um, old Comiskey Park. But I, 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 I guess up there in hopes that Harold Baines, uh, you know, uh, um, as poor luck, hoping that Harold Baines will make it to the Hall of Fame someday. Mm-hmm. Well, Glenn, I'm sorry to say this, I am an Orioles fan. It's a nice topic. He chose I'm sure you were happy. Number, yeah, I'm sure I was. Uh, we don't get that many playoff games to begin with. David chose number three, <laughs> and tonight's topic is U.S. President's Trivia. Go figure that. Ooh. Glenn, who would you like to go first, you or David? I'll go last. You can go first, David. Thank you, Glenn. Okay. Are there any questions with the rules there, David? Uh, seems pretty straightforward. Let's give it a try. All right. Let's go ahead and start off with this. Who was the only president to serve more than two terms? Could it be George Washington, Franklin Roosevelt, Theodore Roosevelt, or Ulysses S. Grant? The only president mm. to serve more than two terms. I'm going to say Grant. Okay, let's go and see. All right, so the correct answer was Franklin Roosevelt. He served as a president for over 12 years, the longest time in office. He is the only president to serve more than two terms. He died shortly into his fourth term in 1945. And he gave us wow. Social Security. I had no uh, idea. All right. Yeah, he gave us so Grant was at least two, though, right? Grant was at least in office for two, or am I completely wrong yes, on that? Yes, that's correct. I think he was. Grant did serve two. Okay, so, oh, I was getting ready to mention this. I'm glad I didn't say anything because it's the next question. Glenn, this one's for you. <laughs> Who was the only president to serve two non-consecutive terms? Could it be Grover Cleveland, Ronald Reagan, Theodore Roosevelt, or Woodrow Wilson? Well... Nancy, as everybody knows, they um, they uh, named the candy bar after uh, uh, after him. I mean, uh, it was Grover Cleveland. <laughs> that is correct. Grover Cleveland points it on the board. It was named after his daughter Ruth, baby Ruth, not not uh, Babe Ruth, but uh, the baby Ruth, uh, who was the daughter, who I think he was a bachelor too, and then he married after he became president. Yep, well, nice. he is Good job, known as the 22nd and the 24th president. All right, let's kick this one over to David. The 23rd. David, who is the oldest elected president? Could it be Donald Trump, Ronald Reagan, James Buchanan, or Dwight D. Eisenhower? Gosh, I don't even know. The oldest elected president, you said? Yes, and sir. do you mind reading yes, them one more time? Sure. Could it be Donald Trump, Ronald Reagan, James Buchanan, or Dwight D. Eisenhower? Oh, man. I want to say Donald Trump. You going with Donald Trump? Yeah, I guess. Uh, Correct. He is correct. Donald Trump was 70 years and seven months old when he was inaugurated on on January 20th, 2017. I was going to say Reagan. 
You know what? Right. It was uh, it was a tough one, man. These are good questions. I, that's that's very crazy, good man. That was a very good guess. Yeah, it was. Thank you. He's like, man, I wasn't no guess. I knew this. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, All right. No Glenn, here you go. Right now it's a tied-up game one-to-one. Who was the first president to live in the White House? Would it be Andrew Jackson, George Washington, John Adams, or Thomas Jefferson? Um, I'm going to say, wow, that was, uh, um, it's like hit or miss here. I'm, I'm going to say it could have could have been Adams or Jefferson. I, I think it was before Andrew Jackson because, obviously, um, James Monroe was living in there. I'm going to say John Adams. I was going to say the same thing. Let's find out how you did. On Saturday, November 1st, 1800, John Adams became the first president to take residence in the White House. That is correct. Two to one. Two to one. Good one. All right, let's, let's kick it over to David. Who was the first president born outside the United States? Could it be Barack Obama, William Howard Taft, Franklin Pierce, or Benjamin Harrison? Hmm. Well, I know that there was a big thing about the stirrup on the the Obama side, but I don't think that's the right one. Hmm. <sighs> well, let me go ahead. Well, did you say Van Buren was one of them? No, sir. William Taft, Franklin Pierce, or Benjamin Harrison? Let's do Pierce. Okay. Oh, you should have went with your instincts. It was Barack Obama. It was Barack? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> he was not born outside there. He was born in Hawaii, trust me. That's what it says. It says uh, Barack Obama was born in Honolulu, Hawaii. They're talking about contiguous United States. Um Oh, uh, okay. Uh, um, and that makes sense. Um, the continuous forty-eight states. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I Alaska and Hawaii would not be okay. I get it. All right, so it's still two to one. Glenn, here you go. Before the Twelfth Amendment was passed in eighteen o four, how was the vice president determined? Could it be the president and vice president were voted on separately? The presidential candidate receiving the second largest number of electoral votes. The appointment or was appointed by the president, or there was no official vice president before 1804. I'm going to say whoever um, received the second most amount of votes, and that's how uh, I think um, I want to say how Jefferson became vice president to uh, uh, John Adams. Uh, they did have kind of a, a little bit of a thorny relationship. All right, let's see how you did. The vice president was originally determined by the presidential candidate receiving the second largest number of electoral votes. The 12th Amendment was passed in 1804, changing the system so that the Electoral College voted separately from president and vice president. That is correct. I think it, I think it was after Chester B. Arthur. Um, Chester B. Arthur was assassinated. Um, and, and, um, and uh, was it, was it, or, or, or uh, one of them was, it was after that, and then, obviously, because one said, I supported, actually, the person who was the vice president. Not Chester Arthur, it was, um, I, I, whoever was assassinated, I guess. Um, so, uh, Arthur was the vice president. 
All right. Well, let's see if David can can close the gap here. David, which U.S. president signed the treaty to purchase Alaska from Russia? Could it be Andrew Johnson, James Buchanan, Andrew Jackson, or Ulysses S. Grant? I'm going to go with, just by the time frame, Jackson, Andrew Jackson, 1800, 1867, something like that. Okay. The purchase of Alaska from the Russian Empire in 1867, very good. Is nice. considered Andrew Johnson's most important oh, Johnson. policy. The man, you were close. You had the date perfect. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> oh well. Don't worry, it's still anybody's game. It happened in game. the 1860s after Lincoln was assassinated. <laughs> right, right, right. There you go. And a lot of people think Seward was involved in the assassination of Lincoln anyway, but well, see how far see back what... it goes. Run it again. Nah, go ahead. A lot of oh, okay. Glenn, who was yes. the first president to appear appear on TV? Harry Truman, Dwight Eisenhower, Franklin Roosevelt, or John F. Kennedy? TV was very big in the forties. I'm I'm going to say I I don't think FDR was on, and because he had polio, and I, a lot of people didn't know that. I'm going to say Truman. I'm going to say Harry Truman. I could be wrong. Okay, the first president to appear on black and white television was Franklin D. Roosevelt on April 30, Ooh. 1939, at the opening ceremonies of the World's Fair. Did TV back then? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're kicking it over to David. David, we've got another shot to, to close this gap a little bit. David, who was the first president to be impeached? Ooh, good question. Could it be Calvin Coolidge... Andrew Johnson, Richard Nixon, or Bill Clinton? Oh, I think I know this one. Well, let's do Andrew Johnson. Okay, locking it in. Here we go. Yeah, locked in. He's right. I would have got it wrong. I was going to say Nixon. Johnson was impeached on February 24th, 1868 in the U.S. House of Representatives. Remember, Nixon was never impeached. He was he was because uh, he resigned. He resigned. Right. But flip a brain. Right. Right. He was. Johnson was impeached on eleven articles of impeachment. Wow, eleven. Okay, so that means David has scored another point. It is now three to two. David is one point away from tying this up. Glenn, this is your move to widen the gap back up. Okay. Glenn, who who was the one unanimous, unanimously elected president by the Electoral College? Could it be Ronald Reagan, Franklin Roosevelt, George mm-hmm. Washington, or John Kennedy? Um, that means everybody only, voted for him, right? It, I'm sorry, repeat? It, that would mean everybody voted for him, right? Right. He was the only, the only president. It's got to be George Washington. Got to be George Washington. For sure. Locking it in. Locking it in? Yep. Yep. That is correct. That is correct. Let me go ahead and mark you on the board here. It is now 4-2. to two. Still anybody's game. We are almost to the halfway point of the questions. Ooh. All right, Dave, let's make something happen here. you got to shut down this guy. He wins every week. you got to <laughs> shut him down. <laughs> Who was the first president to appoint an African-American to the Supreme Court? Could it be Lyndon Johnson, John Kennedy, 
George Bush or Bill Clinton? I'm going to go with probably just because of the time, right? Um, I'm going to go with Clinton. Me too, me too. Let's see how you did. Locking it in? Locked in. Let's try. It. it was? All right. Thank goodness. Dang, sir. On June 13, 1967, President Lyndon Johnson appointed Sir Good Marshall to the Good Supreme Court. Ah, there was a movie I saw on him one. over yeah, in uh, HBO. It was either HBO or Cinemax. On, I would have said Bill Clinton, too, because, you know, they people joke and say Bill Clinton was our first black president. He was the only president to smoke blunts and play the yeah, yeah. front of me over the office. But Thurgood Marshall, he, um, I'm not sure if he was ever a chief justice, but he was a civil rights attorney. And um, I do remember him. So, so and, and, of course, um, um, JFK didn't get to live, you know, but um, LBJ wanted to continue it. Um, so he did pass a lot of the initiatives that JFK, uh, John F. Kennedy had had started including civil rights. Okay, well, Glenn, this is going to test your, your knowledge here pretty hard, okay? Okay. Prior to the Capitol building in Washington, D.C., where were presidential inaugurations held? Could it be Monticello in Charlottesville, Independence Hall in Philadelphia, Federal Hall in New York, or, and I'm going to take a shot at pronouncing this, Samuel Hall, it's F A N. E-U-I-L Hall in Boston. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say in the one in New York City. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that was it. Yep. Yep. Locking it in? Yep. All right. We're locking it in unless you say no. Yep. All right. Both George Washington and John Adams were inaugurated in Federal Hall in New York. You have that correct. <laughs> Man... This makes me sick. He gets everything right. This guy. Very intelligent. Very I was trying to determine if it was Philadelphia or New York, but I think it was Philly, and then, you know, that's where the Declaration of Independence, and I think New York after Philly and before Washington. This freaking guy right here. <laughs> All right. Let me see what we have for David. David, Walt Whitman's poem, Oh, Captain, My Captain, was written about which president? Could it be Abraham Lincoln, Theodore Roosevelt, Ulysses S. Grant, or George Washington? Abraham Lincoln. That is correct. Points All on right. the board for you. All right. It is now five to three, still two-point spread. It's still anybody's game. Okay. They, uh, Glenn, I'm going to speed through these because we're almost out of time. What name was given to the commission that was established to investigate John F. Kennedy's assassination? Could it be the Kennedy Commission, the Oswald Commission, the Johnson Commission, or the Warren Commission? Named after the Chief Justice Earl Warren. And, um, you know, definitely the Warren Commission. Gerald Ford was a member of it, and that's why he granted a pardon to Nixon. Otherwise, who knows? If he never got a pardon, who knows? Uh, Because obviously it would prove the commission would be wrong. Well, let's see how you did. Our survey said this freaking guy over here. What is he, an encyclopedia? That's correct. <laughs> I remember I was, I was growing up, and I, um, you know, the the single bullet theory, uh, killing 
um, Kennedy and, and wounding Connolly and how pristine that frickin' bullet was and the lone, the lone assassin. All right, well, here's an interesting question for David. David, how many future presidents signed the Declaration of Independence? Could it be Ooh. two, one, four, or three? How many future presidents signed the Declaration? Um, well, there was a lot of important people in that room, but presidents, two. Two? Okay. I'm, I'm sure Glenn was probably in that room that day. <laughs> I might have. <laughs> I might have. Let's see. I think it was Madison. Ooh, that is correct. Oh, it is? That is Two? correct. Oh, nice. You've got that. Two future U.S. presidents signed the declaration. I can only think of Adams and Jefferson. All right, Glenn. You need to stop, okay? <laughs> that is, he's, he's right, Dave. He's right. Thomas Jefferson is John Adams. <laughs> Jefferson. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so you got that one correct. It is six to four. George was busy. George was busy. <laughs> David. I mean, not David. Glenn. Who was the only president to resign from office? Bill Clinton, Richard Nixon, Andrew Johnson, or Franklin Pierce? I was recuperating from using a left-handed glove on my right hand, and I got bean on the forehead. And while I was uh, recuperating, um, I, I guess Tricky Dick, and there was there was some who thought, you know, Richard Nixon, there, some who thought that the reason he resigned rather than give the tape was under the Bay of Pigs, which is a code name for the Kennedy assassination. So you're going with Richard? Going with Tricky Dick. Who else? That is correct. That is correct. I saw so too, but I wasn't sure. I didn't want to look like an idiot. All right, so it is now one, two, three, four, five, six, seven to four. You know, so far Glenn has gotten every question correct, as far as I can tell. Except for the one. Dang it. Oh no, no, that's right, that's right. The first two questions were incorrect. Okay, let's go with David. David, you got it. I'm telling you, shut him down, man. <laughs> Which president signed the Civil Rights Act that extended the rights of emancipated slaves? Would it be Lincoln, Grant, Hayes, or Andrew Johnson? Well, if it's just the the one I'm thinking of, I'm going to go with Lincoln. Okay, let's see how we did. The Civil Rights Act of 1875 was the United States federal law proposed by Republican Senator Charles Sumner and Republican Congressman Benjamin Butler in 1870. The act was passed by Congress on February 1875 and signed by President Grant. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. Ulysses S. Grant. Ooh. If you're playing at home, I wonder if you got that one. All right, I would have said Lincoln, too, but that's, a, that's surprising. And, you know, both Lincoln and Grant were from Illinois. Uh, Grant from Galena. Well, I mean, he wasn't originally from Illinois, but he um, he, he ended up being a senator, from, I, mean, I guess being from Illinois when from, he won yeah. the election. He, he was born in Kentucky, grew up in Indiana, the boy who went home. All right, we're just about out of questions here. David, you got to do some end zone dancing, man. you gotta, you got to shut him down. <laughs> I know, right? All right, this one here is, who we just asked? We asked Glenn, didn't we? No, you oh, just asked me, I think. I yeah. had, oh, you? Okay. So, Glenn. That's for me. Who, who awarded Rosa Parks the Presidential Medal of Freedom? Oh, Barack Obama, Lyndon Johnson, 
Jimmy Carter or Bill Clinton? Um, I'm going to say I could be wrong. I'm going to say Clinton did. On September 9th, 1996, Rosa Parks was presented by Bill Clinton with the Presidential <laughs> Medal of Freedom. That's correct. She did it again. I was going to say Obama, too, but I figured it had to be because I, I think she might have died before. Well, she might have been alive when when um, Obama was elected. Well, it could have been done afterwards, too, but apparently you were correct with Bill Clinton. She was president, I think. Let's go ahead and kick this on over to David. David, who was the only president to earn his Master's of Business Administration. George W. Bush, George Daddy Bush, Bill Clinton, or Woodrow Wilson? Hmm. That is a good one. That's a tough one. You know what? Just because... Of the time frame, it wouldn't be... I don't think it would be Wilson, right? And I don't think it would be Little little Bush. Big Bush is probably a bigger chance. Um, does it matter? Oh, you said in business, though, right? Yeah. Yes, in business um, administration. I'm going to say Old Bush, Senior, just because just of All right. the times. I was thinking baby Bush. Let's see what, what happens. Beginning in the military, fall of 1973, guy. Bush attended Harvard Business School where he earned an MBA in 1975. George W. Bush. It was baby Bush. W did? Wow. W oh, wow. did. You know, the only oh, reason why I know the answer to that is because that movie they did a while back, W, and they, they focused on his college time. Oh, yeah. I saw it, too. That's true. Done. And I should have remembered that. Also, you you would have gotten me, but man, he sure used that well with all of us. The only business that was successful, and you can't lose money with uh, owning a baseball team, the Texas Rangers. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Going over to Glenn. Glenn, who was the first yep. president to win a, the Nobel Peace Prize? Would it be Woodrow Wilson, Jimmy Carter, Theodore Roosevelt, or Barack Obama? I'm going to say I could be wrong, and and I probably am, Jimmy Carter. That is incorrect. It was Theodore Roosevelt who was the president to win the Nobel Peace Prize in 1906. Mm. Oh, my gosh, he got one wrong. Wow. I got two <laughs> wrong now. Uh, that was probably for what the uh, – he, he did something, I guess. I don't, know, I don't know. What was he named it for again? I don't know. I already switched pages. <laughs> But he's on the rock. He's one of four on the rock. Yep. So, David, which president was the first to use an armored limousine and who donated it for the president's use? Would it be Woodrow Wilson from Henry Ford, Dwight Eisenhower from Winston Churchill, Franklin Roosevelt from Al Capone, or Harry Truman (laughs) from Howard Hughes? That's tough. Talk about it. Well, it couldn't have been from Al Capone, right? So, um, <laughs> who's to say, right? Um, all right, <laughs> so it's time, time for a guess. You know what? Just because it's that kind of day, I'm going to say it is the one from Al Capone. Okay. Just because it's that crazy of a – go ahead, try it. 
If I had to guess, <laughs> I would say Harry Truman from Howard Hughes. Let's see. I would be wrong, and you would be right. You were right. Really? It was from Al Capone. <laughs> Holy crap. Secret Service <laughs> needed a car to drive Roosevelt to Congress to make his speech on Pearl Harbor the day after the attack. Luckily, the Treasury Department had impounded Capone's armored car years earlier. Wow. Yeah, oh, no wonder. Remember when they switched to juries? It's like he uh, he paid off the jury, or his attorney did. One of them did. Probably yelled. And then they switched juries, and they got him on income tax evasion. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because if he, he he wouldn't report because, obviously, from bootlegging, it's like, okay, you, you uh, broke the bootlegging laws. I mean, uh, remember prohibition. Right. Hey, Glenn, got a question for you. Yes. In what city was William McKinley assassinated? Could it be Cleveland, Ohio, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Buffalo, New York? Or Norwood, no, Norwood, Massachusetts. I'm gonna say Buffalo. I think it was um, at the World's Fair. William McKinley. Our survey said you're correct again. Nice. At the World's Fair. I remember reading about that. Actually, Garfield was the the second president assassinated, and guess who his vice president was? Chester B. Arthur. The guy <laughs> said, "I'm an Arthurite," and then he shot hmm. him before he shot him. Thanks. Here is a good question for useless trivia knowledge. If you're playing at home, try this one on for size. David, what disease did John F. Kennedy contract as a young child? Could it be scarlet fever, asthma, polio, or diabetes? As a young child, Kennedy. Yes. Hmm. Mm, Well, let's say... You said polio or what? What was the what was the third one? Uh, they were scarlet fever, asthma, polio, or diabetes. Dang. Probably asthma. That's what I was thinking because you know it's not diabetes. Let's yeah. see how we go. John F. Kennedy's youth and much of his adult life was marked by health problems, including scarlet fever. Wow, scarlet fever. And when he had Addison's disease, in which he would have, um, I don't think he would have lived long. That was from the war. Hmm. Remember PT-107, or I forget the boat, they made a movie out of it. Hmm. I think I know what you're talking about. All right, here's the final question of the night. This one goes out to Glenn. Who called for an Indian Removal Act in his State of the Union message and eventually signed the act into law? Could it be John Tyler, William Henry Harrison, Andrew Jackson, or Martin Buren? What was the question again? Which, I'm sorry, who called for an Indian Removal Act in his State of the Union message and eventually signed the act into law? Indian Removal Act uh, from their lands, right? Yes. Seems like something that Andrew Jackson did. So I'm I'm, I'm going to say Andrew Jackson because he had, he was known for atrocities with with Indians. So I could be wrong, Andrew Jackson. Final but answer. you're not. You're not wrong. It is correct. <laughs> Andrew Jackson is correct. That's the last official question. We have one more because this was a ra- an odd number of questions. So I had to stop at 24. But let's just see, just for the, for the heck of it, both of you. Who was the covert operations? For me? 
for both of you, just for the heck of it, because it's the last question. We had 25, okay. not 24. What was the covert operation established during the Nixon presidency to prevent the leakage of classified information to news media commonly known as the ghosts, the thugs, the plumbers, or the cleaners? What do you guys think? The plumbers. David, what do you think? Oh, yeah, I, well, I said plumbers, too. Oh, okay, all the right. plumbers. That came out during the, I want to say, uh, what, what was it, uh, you know, the Watergate thing. I want to say I, I saw in the book, uh, All the President's Men. You guys are both correct. It was the plumbers. Let's see what the total score is here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, you nine, You know, Nixon had an enemy's list. Uh, he had I know, an enemy's he did a list, lot including an 89-year-old mother, a grandmother from Peoria, Illinois. Go figure. Well, to, to today's totals, Glenn, you had a total of ten correct answers. David had a total of five. Glenn, you have broken the record and set a new record for four consecutive wins. That is awesome. Good job to you. David came the closest to beating you than anybody else has. He did very <laughs> good. Good job, Glenn. You, you know your presidents, David. Uh, Thank you. A lucky night, man. Thank you very much. Well, listen, we're at that point where we do it wasn't 80s music or 80s movies. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that would have been a good one. That was number four on the list of six possible topics tonight. Well, we're at that point now in the show where we do final shout-outs, and uh, let's go ahead and give David the mic. David, feel free to take the next few minutes and say anything you want, give any shout-outs, plug any websites or anything like that. Thank you very much. Um, First shout out, Street Beefs. Um, thank you very much, Jason, uh, Jason, Chris, everybody down at Street Beefs. Great guys. Uh, we love what you do, and, and we encourage it to promote peace above everything. I want to thank Glenn for being such a, a knowledgeable and, and worthy opponent in this uh, trivia game. That, that's a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. Thank you very much. I want to thank all the artists that compose revolution records everybody who has been who is here now and everybody who will come in the future um of course we couldn't be who we are without you and we look forward to to doing great things with with the talent in our area i also want to give a great shout out big shout out to um the infinite clothing company um they do great things for us check them out in harrisonburg virginia um they 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 do everything in merchandising and they do a great job so we we appreciate them um, I also want to thank everybody who is involved in the, in the uh, I guess, in the behind the scenes, your average media, Imagine Consulting Group, uh, CMG, uh, DMG, everybody who's out there promoting and pushing the music, doing the promotion side. We, we wouldn't be who we are without you. Thank you very much. And to our fans, everybody who's listening, um, we, we thank you, and, and what we do is for you, and, and we hope that we, you enjoy our work. Uh, thank you, Jason. I appreciate this opportunity. Hello, Jason. Hello. Sorry, uh, 
I had a little bit of a, uh, a dead air there. Uh, I want to thank you again, David, for coming on the show and uh, answering questions about the label. And, uh, of course, wanted to thank you for sharing some insight into the industry that most people wouldn't think was possible and giving these artists a heads up on what kind of obstacles they may encounter and how Revolution Records can can help steer them in a better direction. Again, that is Revolution Records at 726 East Market Street, right here in Harrisonburg, Virginia, 540-801-0681, or on Facebook, look for the group Revolution, that's R-E-B-E-L-U-T-I-O-N, Revolution Records. Next, we're going to go to Glenn and let Glenn do his shout-outs and sign-offs. Okay, first of all, and thank you, Jason and David, I hope you're here. But uh, I, I want to thank, uh, again, Christopher Wilmore, founder of Street Beast, for giving uh, Jason and me and, and, of course, others, Keith Vaughn, um, you know, a chance to have our shows, including Street Beast, What's Good with Glenn, Street Beast, Buck Up or Shut Up, show about health, fitness, nutrition, and training, Monday night, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central. I want to thank Jay, Jason for having an awesome show and this awesome What Could It Be Trivia Challenge uh, segment. I want to thank David for being such a worthy opponent and for his uh, record company for, again, inspiring um, especially young artists. And, and, David, hopefully one of your artists can have the impact of this Chicagoan who left us way too soon. Um, he passed away two or three days before he was supposed to sing the national anthem before game one of the 1984 NLCS National League Championship Series between the, his Chicago Cubs and the San Diego Padres. Of course, I'm referring to the late, great Steve Goodman, who gave us a dying Cubs fan's last request because he was that dying Cubs fan, had leukemia the last six years of his life. He also, of course, go Cubs, go. He also had a song in which, according to a, a, a folk uh, music um, you know, um, site, was one of uh, the top ten. It was the tenth greatest folk song of all time, The City of New Orleans. His song, um, you know, our, he gave Arlo Guthrie a beer, and he said he would listen to it as long as he was drinking. He liked it so much, Arlo Guthrie did a version himself of the city of New Orleans. But, of course, this song, on September 12th, I'm sure Steve is smiling. There is a, a towing company, you might have heard of this, Dave and Jason, that will tow almost everything, and we like to call them the Lincoln Park Pirates. And, of course, on September 12th, I'm sure Steve was smiling, as were many Chicagoans. They got me twice, the Lincoln Park Pirates. But the state of Illinois, the state regulators, revoked their license, and Lincoln Park Pirates, unless they reorganize, are no more. Steve Goodman, you had a powerful impact. Hopefully, Dave, your singers will have uh, an impact just as powerful as the late, great Steve Goodman. Hello? Okay, well... I do appreciate you coming on the show. I want to say congratulations to setting the new record for consecutive wins and overall wins in the Could It Be Trivia Challenge. I don't know how you do it, but it seems like every week you nail these things down, and this one was a very difficult one, and I didn't expect you to, to hit it so hard. But, man, 10 out of a possible 12 was your score. I got, and that lucky. Was impressive. I got lucky, but... I mean, I, I guess 58 years, nearly 59, October 27th, of useless knowledge, which I've been blessed with. And it comes in handy 
for you know for for these games, and David was a worthy opponent. How many did he get correct? Seven or eight? He got he got like five correct. Well, that was a tough category, five. but. And, and you know it was it was cool because David came the closest to beating you, as far as I can recall, than any of the other people who went up against you, with the exception of Sigrid Anderson, who did defeat you. She's the only person to defeat you yet. But as far as coming close, David by far was the closest. So that was pretty impressive. He knows his stuff, and he knew some very hard questions, including the Capone one. I was impressed. But I, yeah, I was too. I, I, Big Al had no choice because well, he got to confiscate it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So tomorrow night's show is with Glenn Brophy. That's three B's. Open topic. What's good with Glenn? Buck up. I'm going to want you to play that Lincoln Park Pirates song. Um, you know, definitely, I'll, I'll have a request for that. I'll make my show. Uh, pray for my knee. That um, I hope I don't need a replacement, but pray that. Um, we can do exercises mm-hmm. and, uh, the swelling is down, but, um, I don't know if it's a sprain or whatever. So I go to the doctor and then I go, um, get, uh, my power of attorney on the title of my house. And that way I can get a home equity, equity loan and not only repair the roof, but also get those damn property taxes paid off. We live here in the Chicago area. I'm sure you've heard about that. Um, a, a friend of mine, he was saying he, he knows somebody in Kentucky in which, uh, but it's like for for six months. Fortunately, it was only fourteen hundred, but for a year, it's like anywhere between four or five thousand dollars in property taxes. I don't know what it is in Virginia, but um, you know, I'm I'm hoping we get the home equity loan, pay off the rest of the property. I mean, the back taxes that I owe. See, and that look forward to hearing your show tomorrow night right here on Street Looking Beast Fight Talk Pirates. Live. I'm gonna want you to um, definitely I'm um. I'll, I'll provide the link for it. It's by Steve. Yeah, please Goodman. do, and we'll get that. We'll get that squared away for you. That's in there honor of new... Lincoln Cohen getting their getting their license revoked. Uh, they nabbed me twice. They're a towing company. Um, you know, click on the song. You know, play it on YouTube. I mean, trust me, you, you'll get a laugh out of this. These guys were notorious. Well, I do want to uh, mention that uh, tomorrow your show will be from 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central to 10 yep. p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central. And the number to dial in to Glenn's show is the same as this one. It's 516-387-1941. Again, 516-387-1941. There is yep. another commercial here on our studio list for Revolution Records. If you don't mind running that, it's it's not a paid oh, sure. ad. We're doing it because they took time to come on our show tonight. So if you have time, to squeeze that into your show. I'm sure okay, the fellows over I'll at Revolution would appreciate it. I'll gladly play it. Um, you know, uh, definitely, I, I I love playing. You know, uh, the more more stuff I can play, the better. And, uh, you know, so that would be good. You know, and um, I'll definitely play it in addition to, what is it, looking vibrant. And then also yes, CTFO played at also. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, of course, Cat right. Computers and, and definitely the kid, you know, who uh, shocks his mom so much, she might die of a heart attack someday. But <laughs> That is Arius Antonio Chandler Cuban. He did a series of commercials uh, for uh, Clear Channel. Ariel? I believe it was Arius. He Arius. played the kid? Yeah, he's the kid. He, he was actually 11 years old at the time. He did several commercials. 
including uh, this one right here. Aerie is here again with another super cool story. Last year was a pain because yeah, this time of year starts the birthdays, the mothers and fathers days, and then the holiday season. I had to go from store to store with mom, waiting in line, standing for hours. Not this year. I'm giving everyone, especially her, a gift certificate to cmgoodiesmagazine.com. You name it, they have it all online. Plus, you can get a free membership. I'll tell you what, I keep poking you up with all these excellent places, you're going to owe me some Yu-Gi-Oh cards. They probably have them at cmgoodiesmagazine.com. The kid has got that is great one smart kid. That is yeah, one he's smart got, kid. He's got great inflection. He did the CM Goodies magazine ad, obviously the TJ Sturmer Graphics one. He did two for Comstar Computers, and he did another one to promote Controlling Interest Music Company's uh, 4th of July 2012 concert downtown in Harrisonburg with the veterans and VFW. So the boy is definitely uh, talented. He's uh, 16 now and is the lead guitarist for the band Melochromatic I would hate to play him in the What Could It Be Trivia Challenge. Wow, he'd probably kick my butt. Especially if it was Greek mythology. He's a whiz on that. So. <laughs> on what, oh what God, mythology? Greek, Greek mythology. That's Greek to me. Yeah, yeah, it's not to him. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, he, he, you know, he he took a liking to Greek mythology because his name is Arius, and it is a a translation from uh, Greek to Hebrew to English. So when it went through three different languages to become Arius, his younger brother, may he rest in peace, was Acarius, and his name was translated three times as well off of Icarus, wow. if you may recall. So, yeah, he took a great shine to that. And he's also a resident champion when it comes to JFK assassination knowledge. He'll also tell you about I'll, any president I'll bring him on. We'll, made... we'll, we got to do JFK assassination knowledge. I will take him on there. I bet you will. So, anyway, do I it, am do out it. of time we gotta for do tonight. It in the future. we got to do it. we got to do it in the future. JFK assassination knowledge. I will do my best to make that happen. I will definitely do my best to make it happen. Listen, I am out of time. I do have to get out of here, uh, but I want to thank everybody for coming on the show tonight. Glenn, obviously, thanks for, for setting another record here, two records to be thank exact. Thank you, Jason. It was You're fun. welcome. David, thank you again uh, for being on the show. And everybody, make sure you check out Revolution Records, 726-540-8010681 or Revolution Records on Facebook. This has been another production of Street Beef's Internet Broadcast Radio. And remember, as always, glove up or shut up. Or shut up.